So welcome everyone to Livestream Stars. I'm Ross Brand. This is the show where we feature talented broadcasters delivering high quality content across live stream platforms. And my guest tonight is Nazim Beltran joining us all the way over from Italy. Thanks so much for staying up late, Nazim. It's so great to have you on the show and uh, have you back. We had a great conversation back, I think, in September, uh, all about lifestyle blogging. And um, now there's so much going on with live video and new apps and all sorts of things. So we get into sort of the live stream stars thing. We'll also get an update on what's going on with Casa Casey. But tell us, what have you been up to the last six months? Any any major news, any major developments? I know you were, you were heading to Snap Happen, I think, the last time we talked. Yes, that's right. I went over to Snap Happen in London, and it was very, very interesting. I met a lot of great folks, Regina Salacastillo and Carlos Gill, and also uh, Chris Cubby, which was a lot of fun. I oh, mean, nice. we discussed a lot. Yeah, a lot of great folks, and we discussed a lot of interesting things. Snap, Snapchat's very interesting. There was a lot of very interesting presentations, and it was good for networking and talking a little bit about what we do, um, which, you know. All, all, all connected to live streaming and all, all the platforms that exist out there. Right. And I guess we might as well get right into the to the big news, which is Instagram is now allowing, at least in the U.S., is allowing people to go live uh, from their from their phones in their stories, not uh, on your your main account page, but in your stories temporarily. Have you checked it out? And if so, what this do you think so this far? Afternoon, this afternoon, I got back from the house and I was already seeing a couple of people that were mentioning it. So I went and checked out and I was able to look at uh, Brian Fanzo doing doing one. Right. And uh, Q Monique was doing another one and Gary Vee was on it. Then I checked it on my app and obviously it was not available. It's supposed to be available by the Boomerang section. There was no live. People were saying that that's where you locate. So it's being rolled right. out slowly, I would assume. So I have my my phone here, and it was actually thinking, should I just go ahead and try it while we're talking? Should I just go, go ahead and see? Go, go for it, buddy. All right. So I'll hit the start live button. It's checking connection. Um, shouldn't be stealing any Wi-Fi because my computer's plugged in, so we should be good. Okay. And here we go. Here we go. So hey to everyone on on Instagram. We are we are now live on Instagram as well as on uh Facebook Live. And we'll just check it out for a couple minutes. Uh wow, already a few people are watching. Uh if you're watching, leave a comment or let us know. Faux social, Foso Social says hello. Hey, Foso Social. <laughs> Pretty cool, right? I mean yeah, very cool. Um, and, and so, you know, you're a big Snapchat guy. Do you think that this is the next thing that's going to happen with Snapchat as well? That's very interesting that you bring that up. Um, what I'm noticing, and I, and I was mentioning that in the conversation last week, is that it seems like every single platform is kind of stealing from everybody else's playbook. Right, right. You know, so in the, in the end, it's it's probably going to happen in the in the sense that everybody's going to say, okay, well, now Snapchat but I think Snapchat started with something totally, completely different and, and right. also in, in their approach to everything. And they never looked at, it's not truly live streaming when we talk about Snapchat, right? Right. So you got the snippets, you got the things going on, but there's always this big competition. When Instagram stories came out, everybody says, oh, this is going to be the Snapchat killer. And I really don't think so. I think, you know, there are different approaches to different platforms and different uses. 
And you see on Snapchat that there's a lot of major corporate. If you look at the discovery options in there, there's already major corporations involved in there. We're not seeing that yet on Instagram. So right, right. I think all these these different platforms are looking at different formulas on how they can, you know, survive in, in, in the environment they're involved with because there's a lot of investments involved behind each of these platforms. So it could be that Snapchat copies something like this, but I would be I wouldn't be surprised if they don't. If they just stick to their right, business plan right. and, and their approach to what they want to do. Well, it's it's kind of cool to see all all these people that I know: Terry Johnson, Dan, uh, David Vaughn. Um, other people David, have asked David, asked questions. David, David says he can't hear me. That's what he mentioned on the. Oh, that's the thing. You know, it's not hooked up in a way where you can hear. I'm just testing it out, so it's it's really just one way. Uh, okay. Um, because I'm not using any kind of uh, platform to go to Instagram. I'm just. I'm not even sure if you can, right? I'm just, I just have my phone set up alongside my computer. Uh, Nazim and I are talking on um, blue jeans and then that's going out to Facebook yeah. live. Everybody's watching on Facebook live. So if you'd like to join the chat on Facebook live, I'm not going to stay on, uh, on, on Instagram all night. So just come on over and uh, join us at rossbrand.live. It's on the live stream universe, Facebook page. Uh, facebook.com slash livestream universe or just use uh, rossbrand.live so uh, here here's what i think i'm i'm gonna hop off uh instagram now i'm, I'm still a big fan <laughs> of just just the one broadcast at a time um but so i i think that you know the fact that it doesn't stick around right is right. sort of limited in use to i think I, my, my first thought, right? And I haven't had any time to digest this. I saw Joel and uh, Com and Brian Fanzo oh, jump yeah. on Joel it was also, like, yeah. like three hours ago. And my first thought is it's of limited use to businesses and brands if it's only hitting people, a small number of people who can watch it at that moment and then it's gone, right? Right. But maybe that not. Is- but maybe not. Maybe it's a chance to... To, to do Q&As, to, to demonstrate products and answer questions about, you know, like kind of customer service or something. Like, hey, we'll be on Instagram at 4 o'clock in the afternoon answering questions about problems you're having with uh, your device or whatever. And, and maybe it's a way to, you know, directly address some problems and then not have to advertise that those problems were there, right, by letting it sit around forever. That's a good I, point that you bring up. You, it could also be... I, I see it possibly doing contests with it and within the sense mm. that, you know, you certain like at four o'clock, we're going to be giving away so many, you know, chances to win one iPhone or whatever from a mobile company or whatever. So people come in in that segment. And then after that, that's it. And then they, you don't have to deal with all the support stuff that comes after a live recording staying somewhere for a certain period of time. Although, you know, the great thing about Facebook, which I was mentioning to you before in, in the green room is that for Kazakazi, we get live folks and it's great, but we get a lot towards the website and towards everything else. We get a lot of after the event video right. where people just see it again and like, wow, you know, this was great. And so, you know, there is value obviously in, in, in the fact that uh, the people are very busy. I mean, we're all, right. you know, we, we're all running around, we're all doing, we're all working, we're all doing stuff. So people, a lot of people don't have, you know, the chance to see stuff live. Right. And so when you can come back and look at the video and 
make the commentary and say like, you know, this is great or oh, I'll check out the website or I'll get on the mailing list or whatever. I think that's superb. So it's very interesting. The fact that Instagram will not stay you're right in that sense, but you know, we're getting towards such a quick environment where information is quickly right. fed to you that, you know, some people and maybe millenniums are like, okay, well I'll go for the contest and then, you know, not worry about that. So that, that will, time will tell. Yeah, and I think for for something like Casa Casey, I, I mean, when you look at your content, a lot of it is going to be evergreen content, right? So it, the great the great sites of uh, of Italy have been around for thousands of years, right? They're not right. going to be gone tomorrow. So whatever content you create is useful for as long as you have your blog and you have a YouTube channel or or whatever, there's no need to do something that's here today, it's gone tomorrow, right? So I think each business sort of has to has to obviously find its own its own way with with this kind of thing. And I think like you said, I think it's it's there for like for people who think that Facebook is kind of for their parents, right? And they're, you know, <laughs> the millennial generation, the younger end of it, right? For whom Instagram is where they primarily connect, right? with right. people where their attention is and everything else getting on Instagram video and be able to say, Hey, we're all getting together over here. There's a wild party over here. Or, you know, why watch me do this, you know, take a look at so-and-so's birthday or whatever. They're going to get an audience faster on Instagram than they probably are on Facebook if they just press a button and go live. So we may see a lot of people who haven't gone live before, right? On Facebook may say now, I've got my crew with me. My parents aren't on this device. <laughs> my teachers might, aren't on this device. Let's this, do it. Let's go live. Exactly. And this might be the most com- comfortable, comfortable environment for me to do it. You mentioned the fact about people and family and stuff like that. My mom always watches everything that we do live and she right. loves it. And she, yeah, but it's my mom. But she's always saying to me, you know, it's so great that you know, on Facebook I can keep track of you and family and friends and what you guys are doing and all the exciting stuff. Today, when I was coming back from a meeting, I was with the phone going back to the office, and all of a sudden, uh, a friend, Vicky, who is from uh, Funky Fairy, I don't know if you guys know, people might hear my note, they were getting married today, and she was doing the live marriage, from, you know, signing the thing of the judges, and I was like, oh, this is so cool. So though that's the magical thing about live stream, that I think that, you know, you connect with people from all over the world, you see some really great content, some of it is fundamentally important in, in, in whatever aspects other is just simply people showing love and positive stuff and giving out you know the fact that they're getting married or they're, they're going to uh you know to the, the birthday party of their daughter you know some people might not want to see that but some other people right. say well, that's my friend and they're getting married and that's very exciting and i'm happy to be part of that so i keep thinking that all these platforms are amazing and also the fact that they're free yeah i mean come on you know, people are sitting down going like, well, you know, this is like, it doesn't work and it keeps, <laughs> and I go, yeah, it doesn't work. But, you know, 10 years ago, you didn't have this option. Right. You, right. Had, you, know, you know, you would have to send an email and maybe a picture, you know, <laughs> or, or. So now you just push a button and your video and your FaceTime, your whatever you're doing this. And I find that to be incredible. So, you know, more power to live streaming and, and to all, all the platforms. The more platforms, I keep always saying that, the better. 
Right, right. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So um, for those just joining us, thank you so much for joining us on, on Facebook Live today. Uh, this is Live Stream Stars. I'm Ross Brand. My guest is Nazim Beltran. And Nazim, for those that don't know, you do a lifestyle blog with your wife called Casa Casey in Italy. Yes, that's but correct. they may be thinking, okay, he speaks like an American. He has a sort of a Middle Eastern sounding first name and a Spanish sounding last name. So how did you get to host a lifestyle blog in Italy? <laughs> it's, 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 it's pretty crazy. Um, I was born in South America. My mom's Turkish. My father was from Spain. They got divorced when I was six. My mom took me to New York. I was brought up in the States, did University of Miami, ended up uh, working in Miami for 22 years in an architectural firm. And there I met uh, an Italian girl who was coming from Milan to do a, a, right. a make a, a makeup project and working fashion. And I just fell head over heels. And then she said, well, I'll give Miami a try. And after like six months, I said, no, you're not happy here. Let's go to Italy. So right. we I moved over to Italy. I did a major change. And let me tell you, I'm in love with this country and my wife is also. So we decided two years ago to just, you know, why don't we just create a Kazakhiazi, a blog, Italian lifestyle from the point of view of an expat and an Italian, you know, local person uh, in, you know, middle-aged people who enjoy Italy and love to show to, to everybody around the world. Wow. That's, so that's, that's fantastic. Yeah. And, and so then you started, uh, like fast forward 20 years later, whatever it is. Right. And this, right. this lab thing comes along. Was that your first, that's where I, I certainly became aware of what you were doing. Were you doing Google Hangouts or anything before that? Or was blab your, your start? Now uh, we were doing, um, roughly when we started two years ago, Kazakhiazi, uh, three months before Martin Sheverton, a friend of mine from some people might know in here, he's uh, very well known who now lives in Wales, but from London, we met in London and he said, you know what? You need to get on Google Hangouts. So I got <laughs> on Google Hangouts and I loved it as much as everybody was complaining about Google Hangouts. It does. I found it to be a, a better solution than for getting more people in the window than, than Skype was at the moment. And there then we created Kazakhiazi and we started doing, uh, you know, we, we, we would do an interview show where we would basically, me and my wife would interview people in Italy that would talk about Italian, their Italian experiences, either they were cooking or directly. And we would also hook up with people from around the world, Italians from around the world, who would speak about their experiences of Italy. And then after that, I went on to Blab in, what was it, two summers ago in August. And because Chef Dennis, uh, no, right. yeah, Chef Dennis, uh, who I knew from, he was on Blab. We were both on Blab. We said, this is incredible. And we love Blab. But from that point on, we were not doing, me and my wife decided not to do any more live shows uh, because we were quite busy. We were to do interviews. And then Facebook Live came out. And then that's where we jumped on Facebook Live. And that is our platform. That and Periscope are our two platforms that we really love the most. And the main reason is that we do a lot of mobile. Basically, now we do mobile uh, live shows from outside, which are a little bit more complicated. But they're manageable if you have good you know 4g and, and more parts of Italy you do mm -hmm. we end up doing lives and showing people interesting stuff like cultivation of saffron that we did up in the hills and this uh, about a month ago 
and that people love that one. And and then we go on top of the Duomo, do crazy stuff like show, you know, the top of the church, Italian church from in the whole view of Milan. And um, we find Facebook, even if there's a delay in the commentary and stuff, right. which is, you know, those, every, every platform has its issues. But what I love about the most about Facebook is the post live, the post live that stays mm-hmm. on in the commentaries. And, and we are getting a, a, a nice increase in traffic towards our, our website, Casa uh, Chiesi, because of that, because we tie in a lot with the articles that we do on the site. So, oh, so, so you're getting from both the Facebook lives and just from general Facebook page posts, you're seeing yeah. traffic to your website. Yeah. That's fantastic. That's very and, good. We're very happy. You know, we, we obviously like I'm, I'm very much focused on, you know, broadcasting from the desktop and that kind of thing. Talk about, you know, the challenges that you face doing doing mobile broadcasts or, <laughs> you know, maybe there, there are advantages. Maybe you like doing it. Maybe you like it better. What do you what do you encounter? How do you do a, a mobile broadcast? My personal opinion is that desktop plugged in as opposed to Wi-Fi, which is right. probably what you're what your set up is the best way to go. I mean, you get you get a very good connection. You control the setting of everything. So desktop for shows that explain things or for interviewing folks is the best. Right. Mobile for us is 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 there's a quality issue. Even I mean, the challenge there is you need to have first the battery pack that your phone, you know, that you have to connect your phone has to constantly because it eats up a lot of battery. Right. And then we, we do most of ours with selfie sticks. So there's always the thing about the selfie stick going back and forth. And uh, it's not that challenging. You just got to get good with the mic and everything set up mics properly. And there was a lot of, I mean, Chef Dennis and Mia Voss, who have also helped us out and been on our, on our live shows, joining in the right. hangouts. I mean, it, it, you learn a lot as you go along. But we've been very, very fortunate. The rule of thumb for me is to try to, is to if you're going to be mobile far away from a Wi-Fi location that's not strong, is to basically try to see if you need to have a minimum of a 4G LTE, 3G just right, doesn't right. cut it. 3G, you start really pixelating a lot and people, you know, so, but with 4G, you get really some really, really great, uh, great connections. So that's one of the challenges that when we do stores and stuff, we have to go to a location first. We have to check right. the type of quality. Yeah, we have to do a lot of check. And then the funny thing is like we did one live show that was very interesting <laughs> at a location <laughs> in Milan. And when we got to the location, there was a concert in the piazza. Mm-hmm. That was right. super loud. So we just had to like go around the corner and change our whole yeah. setting. So you have <laughs> a lot of these, you know, things that you have to really be on top right, of. Right. And when you do mobile, are you using an iPhone or what do you, what, what kind of device are you using? Well, right now we are, up till now we were using an iPhone and then we just got uh, this little baby here, which I'm very happy with uh, the one plus three. It's a brand new phone. Wow. It's an Android phone. I got it for two reasons. We, because we, the company that I have, we develop Android and um, mm-hmm. iOS apps. But I'm, I am a, an, a, an Apple fanboy, like or like Brian was mentioning in his show earlier today. <laughs> and I was saying to him, "Yeah, me too." But I just got an Android. I went back to Android because because of the fact that. But let me tell you, I love the quality of the, of the camera on this, and uh, mm-hmm. so we're we're testing out with this too. And we also have used iPads for right, uh, right, yeah. So, you know, with, with the, the Padcaster, Padcaster. Right, right. 
See now, so I we, just switched, yeah, yeah. switched to the iPhone from um from an Android phone, and my Android phone was kind of old, so I, it's not really a fair comparison exactly. Um, the camera and and doing video and stuff comes so much easier to me on the iPhone. It's just so much more. I, I don't know. It's just like it's just second nature almost what I need to do even before I've used it the first time right um but in terms of like how I get around social media and different different apps and stuff I mean I just feel like the android is faster in some ways you got the back button you get I I sound like I'm complaining right and I love the iPhone and it's great and it's very powerful and I love how it integrates with my my you know, my Mac and all that kind of stuff and how I can get my iMessages, you know, when somebody texts me from an iPhone, I get that on my computer, all that stuff. There's a, there's amazing reasons to have it and, and you get the apps first and all that. But, but I do find that sharing and the integration and the speed of getting from one thing to the next, if you're used to the Android, I do miss that. I miss that back button. <laughs> I, I know what you're talking about. I'm, I'm, as much as I'm an Apple fanboy, I, I'm, I'm, you know, going back to I had a Samsung before years ago, and right. I was kind of frustrated. It was an S3. I was very frustrated with that, so I went back to Apple. I was very happy, but now with this puppy here, I'm super happy about the whole Google environment and how that works. And since we work a lot, we're working projects with proximity uh, marketing, which is basically beacons, which are these little guys here. Right. Uh, so we're working on, on, on diverse projects with that and using nearby. They're, you know, we need to test it out and use it on the Android phone. So the whole Google environment is very, very interesting. And I do have to say that Google Now, which is the one, you know, the speaking uh aspects that you, you speak into here with Google now and get responses is way right. better than Siri. Right. <laughs> now I'm going to get like, oops, but so I, are you, I, you know, are you, was, you're was, mainly was, using was, Android for, for the, for the, for the apps that you work on, like for business have, we, or we have to, we have to use both. We have oh, to you have to use both. both. So you develop, yeah. you, you got to, we use develop both. for both platforms. Yeah. 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 So what do you think, um, from what what you've seen, like what do you think's coming next around the corner, right? I I asked you your live streaming prediction for 2017. And we're gonna have a a blog post coming out shortly, maybe within a few days. Uh, but until then, in terms of like just apps and and mobile, because I know you're big into mobile and apps and stuff, and and what you do for work, what is the average person gonna see that might like change in the next year? In terms of how they they use like what we're using apps or how we use our apps or how we use okay. mobile, I'm gonna this is gonna be also a pitch of what we basically. And it's not gonna do. be five G yet, right? That's a few years. <laughs> that is that is a few years ago. No, I think what's very interesting is um, apps have there's a thing about apps and that some the geeky folks really love to play you know but we're we're noticing that somehow there's a decrease on app installation and i'm in the sense that so that's why with, with the project that we're working on with beacons and proximity marketing proximity is basically what it, what the concept behind is is that you're you pass by a store or you pass by you're at the Jacob Center Conference Center and you have all the booths with the speakers. You pass by a booth and you turn on just the Bluetooth on your phone and you get a notification from that booth saying, okay, this is stand number C5 where we have this company with their whole landing. They have a landing page that sends you information. 
by using the technology that we're working with currently, and we're now, we have a major pitch on Thursday for one of the Italy's biggest uh, motorcycle companies. What you're doing here is as opposed to the QR code, remember the famous QR readers, mm -hmm. and, and right, which right. is, you're basically passing by your phone and getting the information sent to you without a privacy issue, without downloading an app, without doing that extra step, it's all automatic and you're getting the users getting quicker information. So I think mobile with the internet of things, and uh, that's mm -hmm. all, not only mobile, it's also all the devices, right. it's, gonna get tied, it's gonna get tied into this uh, system of information going qu as quick as possible to a mobile. Because people are losing, you know, a lot of people don't have, especially kids, they don't have the patient, millenniums don't have patience, they just want something real fast. Right, right. And that's why maybe spectacle of Snapchat is a very interesting concept because you're basically doing something quickly, doing 10 se se second snippets without your hands very quickly. So all these, uh, all the, all these applications that we see on mobile that are doing the, the quicker uh, steps toward sending out information, are going to be, uh, in my opinion, the ones that that win in market, win in, in, in the market. You know. Right, right. And is this going to be something that you opt into? Um, per per, I, I guess you can't opt in to be notified about a store that you don't know about, right? So, uh, you, you mentioned as, as as you pass by the store, there is has there has to be some sort of graphical information out, uh, at the store saying, turn on your Bluetooth for special offers in the store. Person okay. turns on the Bluetooth, they see the beacon, but they, if they don't so want to, so it's all you, opt in, right? It's not like you're just walking along and all of a sudden you start getting notifications or correct. <laughs> that that's that's the main key that people find that to be extremely bothersome. You don't right. want to be pinged all two seconds like bing, bing, bing. No, you opt in, you see it. Okay, hey, there's a coupon here. I'm getting a discount. I'm getting twenty bucks off an item. I come into the store. Right, right. That's a store example. With the motorcycle uh, company, we're basically offering a lot of each model motorcycle will have a beacon that sends out precise information about what that is before you talk to the salesperson already. Oh, that's that's fascinating. It's and, very fascinating, yeah. And I guess it like you know, you know how in New York City you can have directions to somewhere and you're on a block and there's like three hundred stores on the block and you're like, Okay, I think I'm there. Uh I, I'm not seeing the address. Maybe it's on the other I'm sure that you can get information like instantaneously then, right? That'll tell you like, okay, which way to go, right? It's no longer like, because cause your GPS recalculating thing isn't working in a crowded city block. Or exactly. Exactly. Well, this one works with Bluetooth. And what happens is that you can control the radius of, of extent that they can go. They, up till now, right. there's 70, the, the maximum is 70 meters, which I think is roughly, is that 500 feet? Maybe I might be wrong. So you can calculate them based on, on, on radiuses of emission, you know. But the main th important thing is there's the advantages that our clients are looking at that, that they love about it, that there's no need to build an app or download an app. Mm -hmm. And uh, you can automatically upgrade, uh, update via the backend that we're using the landing pages for the beacons in relative. You don't have to rebuild an app, submit it to the store, get it approved and feed something off the server. So uh, that and then this and this and the second thing is the privacy issue, because people are very picky about privacy. People don't want to be don't want to have, a you know, OK, this guy's pinging me. Why do I have to come in? No, you're just seeing a, a Web page. That's all you're seeing with information. It's no big mystery.
Right, right. We're talking with Nazim Beltran. He runs the Casa Casey Lifestyle blog. He's also very knowledgeable about tech and mobile and a live streamer uh, who goes back to Google Plus Hangouts and, and Blab. And, and Nazim, one of the questions um, I, I guess I, I've been wondering about um, when it comes to kind of mobile and, and tech is when, when you have when you have um, multiple devices now. Right. And right. people are, you have like two, three screens going. Right. People people have an iPad that they're using. and They have their phone next to them. Um yeah, Brian Fanzo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, when you when you're streaming to seven different locations, right? Exactly. Um, it's a lot to keep track of when you start getting notifications, right? Like it starts. I, I mean, I have two devices generally, right? I have my 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 laptop and my phone, and I start getting like a text or an iMessage or something, right? And all of a sudden, it's hitting me on two devices at different times. And right. not that it's the worst thing in the world. It's better than not getting it. But I don't think about turning off notifications and it does get like, OK, do I have my notifications off now? What, what, what am I getting? Like, how do you balance that to where, you know, you still want to get the essential information so you don't want to shut everything down at the same time you're getting you're starting to get bombarded from apps, from texts, from messages, from Facebook Messenger, from Snapchat. And, and I'm sure for for those who are complete digital natives, this is just like the way of life. But for me, it's like, okay, I I go back to the days of like a phone call and stuff like that when this was actually a telephone, right? So, um, I'm I'm just wondering, like, now that all my devices are integrated, right, and they're all like, you know, I've connected all my my accounts across devices, so I have all my information wherever I go. I want that information to stop barking. <laughs> me from three directions <laughs> one of the great things about this ios and i'm not i'm not working for a company or doing an ad right, for it right. the, one, the one plus three it has this thing it's magical you just go like this to the top and it goes into silent mode and all the notifications mm. are gone great right, <laughs> right. quick, it's the quickest way oh wow but, no but the, the, the i mean i i it's as as Terry was mentioning, and I just noticed here, and she says, you know, basically that she has app fatigue. I mean, we're bombarded consistently with right. stuff, and so you got to, in my opinion, organize. I also have the same issue. If, if I get a FaceTime call, it gets it goes on the iPad and goes in delay on the different <laughs> things, and you're like, right. oh my goodness. Which you know. one do I answer it on? <laughs> exactly. It's because we, you know, we get a little bit distracted and we keep everything on because we, but right. You know, but there is, is there is a way of managing it. I, I, I use a lot the do not disturb notification on on the MacBooks whenever you know I have to concentrate on work. And then the bad thing is though that I miss a lot of great live streams of people that I would love to watch. You got to do this balance <laughs> act because we are consistently bombarded with stuff, and um, it's it's pretty crazy. It's it's exciting, yeah. but at the same time, it's crazy. You know, it's and then you know another thing I was going to bring up, Ross, is that uh, I'm not in, in in I'm always been the type of guy that people have to send me information for an email. Okay, send it to me. Now you get people sending you stuff via Facebook. Or you get people sending you stuff. And so you got to go back on the stream and say, this guy sent me something. And I keep telling people, please send me an email. But the email is kind of losing its, you know, everybody's like, oh, well, dude, I, I, on WhatsApp, I sent you that thing. I go, yeah, but it's not, I got to go check the stream, <laughs> right, right. back on a stream to find your vital information because you wanted me to upgrade, update the website or do whatever to whatever project we're working on. 
So I think we're losing a little bit of the, of the connect with which with the fastness of people doing stuff. I'm always on WhatsApp. Our daughter, she right. uses WhatsApp and she goes, Dad, you didn't check my WhatsApp. And I go, sweetie, I, you know, I, you're right. <laughs> you know. Yeah. I, I mean, I now use, I think Facebook Messenger is my primary communication tool. Well, for, except for, you know, deep, deep work related things I'm not going to do through Facebook Messenger because that's just not where I'm connected. But in terms of like people who I'm connected to socially and I'm connected to with live streaming and, and things like that, I mean, like just in doing this piece on on uh, predictions for 2017, it's easier to Facebook message and then just look down my mess one after the next. OK, I got I got the thing from this person. I got it from this person. I got it from this person to to go to an email. And and it just seems like I'm like more of an so effort. Right. Or it's I, just I, I'm, I'm going to do a prediction. I'm going to get into trouble because email the people that love email lists and email. They, they, they hate when I say stuff like this. But I think five to ten years from now, the kids are not. My, my daughter never looks at me. She doesn't look at an email. And I said, I sent you an email. And she said, no, I didn't look at it. That, you know, right. <laughs> tell, tell me on what's up. And I'm like, okay, whatever. So we're seeing I mean, this, you know, down the road. Uh, I mean, business-wise, it's difficult because business-wise, you always need to have, um, for example, if you're dealing with a project and discussing something, it's always good to have something written that you say, okay, you sent us an email where you approved this on this date and that date. If somebody sends via Facebook and says, go ahead with whatever, it's approved. You know, afterwards, I, I got, you know, it, it, gets, it gets complicated. It's not searchable in the same way that you can find, pull up the email and say, what did we exactly. agree to? What was our date? What were the terms? You know, for, the, for work related things, I still stick to email. But what you're talking about, for me, Facebook is ideal. Right, and I, right. I, I pay. I pay my the people from Blab that have uh, that are now my friends on Facebook. I, today I was talking with Jonathan Tripp. You know, I called him up. I said, mm -hmm. "Dude, long time no seeing. We just went into a chat in two seconds and spoke." So right, I find right. that incredibly great. And then you know, I find more and more like uh, I'm just going into like a peer in or something like that just to have a conversation. You yeah. know, uh, you know, with people and and there's so many great platforms. Having to travel yeah. to meeting meetings and things like that. And it's just so easy to, to, to use. I, I wanted to ask you, you, you're also involved with, um, you own park lane. It's called right. You're no, park, uh, media. Park, media. park media, park media, oh. park media, which is, I, sorry. I, I, I wish I, I'm I wish probably I the hundredth person. <laughs> <laughs> you own park Avenue in New York city. Um, would... which, which is your favorite, of the uh, luxury apart. Um, no, but you do web design for, that's a web agency, yeah. right? Are your your customers all over the world? Or are they primarily located in 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 Italy? They're primarily located in Milan, and they're mostly fashion oriented. Versace is one of them. We do basically big big size websites, big corporate sites, uh, you know, design companies, architectural firms, and we do not do WordPress. We we, we basically do, we have our own mm -hmm. custom system that we give to the client, which is very .NET Windows based, so they. They, they, oh, okay. it's not WordPress and the projects with relatively big budgets, but we do see, uh, and this is another interesting thing I'd like to bring up. I, I do see a transition where the website still is important, but it's also starting to lose a little bit of, of its, uh, now I wouldn't say it's pizzazz, because that's a bad word to use, but basically people are saying, well, you know, we can do any website on WordPress and with a template. And let me tell you WordPress is great. I mean, I like mm -hmm. WordPress. It's not, I'm not knocking it. But for major big projects with big 
database back backends that need to be updated by by marketing departments at a company. WordPress uh, isn't a great out of the box solution for people it's like not, that. Yeah, right? exactly, exactly. So, but, but for small businesses, it's yeah. great. Oh, right. I, oh, yeah. It's it's. I, I would. I yeah. When I when a when a company or a person or people come up to us and they say, well, you know, this is the sort of budget I have, then we we have them with WordPress sites, giving them a customized solution. But when we have fashion houses that want something a little bit with, with more pizzazz, with more, you right. know, not templatey looking. Yeah, then we maybe we end up. Yeah, I shouldn't I shouldn't say that. I know I'm gonna get I'm gonna get the the web the web the WordPress folks, um, which I I adore web pro, WordPress programs are gonna come down on Nazim and say Nazim says it WordPress no WordPress is all the tools are great. But you said you <laughs> customize it, so you customize yeah. it for people who so it's not they're not getting the exact same theme that everybody else is using, right? <laughs> no, exactly, exactly, which makes it complicated in the sense of. What happens here is in the fashion and design industry in, in Milan, we deal, we work with a lot of graphic design st uh, studios that want sophisticated. I mean, we used to very much specialize on flash sites about 10 years ago. And people really wanted the whole flash experience that was like a movie. So that's the sort of stuff that we were doing till finally flash got, you know, knocked out because of its lack of uh, portability towards the iPad and towards mobile. And then, so we went back to HTML5 and and, and, right. and doing the same sophisticated stuff. And luckily, companies still pay us the money that they do for doing that. <laughs> right, right. I can't complain. So, what what trends are you seeing in in, in web design that might signal signal maybe a little bit of a departure from what we had been seeing like the last three or four years? I think uh, still we're, we're still looking at HTML5. We're still looking mm -hmm. at uh, variations on the theme with different types of uh, CSS. And I think WordPress is 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 is, is going to really advance even more and, and and get a big piece of the market because you can do static sites with that are quite sophisticated. I'm not knocking WordPress. I mean, in right, fact, right. our transition towards apps and towards beacon technology is because. I want to cover another whole field of, and, and we're also looking at VR, which I have not mentioned. We, we are doing a VR project. Oh, explain to yeah. me what yeah. VR, I understand that there's virtual reality, right? And I understand right. that you put these glasses on and it's like you're there, but how, is that, is that something that, that, that is using live video or is it always something like a pre-recorded experience? Yeah, well, well in, in, in the, in the one that we're doing, it's a, it's a pre-recorded experience. Um, in the pitch that we have and the project that we have for this motorcycle company, there's a series of stores where they have different type of motorcycles at the store, but you cannot have all the models in the store. They just have selected models. So right. with cardboard, with Google Cardboard, which is most people have seen, or the plastic ones, it's not Oculus Rift, the project mm -hmm. that we're involved with. You put this on and basically you can go and look at the model and then go to another room and an umbrella girl comes. I'm already saying, talking about this project. <laughs> umbrella girl, those umbrella girls from the race car, because it's a race car oriented, right. it's not the best. But comes in and shows you a different type of in three in 360 shows you a different type of model. And then you go into, but as you move around, it's 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 basically marketing this project. I mean, it's, it's right, it's, right, it's, yeah. I mean, are we gonna? Do you think we're gonna see in the in the next year? Um, VR become a big part of how a lot of companies market, or are we still a way way off from that? 
I really wish, you know, it's very interesting. Ryan Anderson, who was a, a, a buddy, I mean, we, we discussed this right. already. Uh, they're, I love what they're doing with VR Scout. They're really looking at the cutting edge on this. Uh, I think it's still early days for it. Uh, mm -hmm. I think these devices do not let you do sophisticated VR as the Oculus Rift does. And the Oculus Rift ups, uh, lets you do a lot of things, but you always need a, a very heavy processing computer to be able to do that. So right. it be, it's going to be very big on the gaming. I think gaming is going to be huge on that. They're, they're going to be probably the first ones that take off on it. And then afterwards, in a different setting, sort of museums and sort of these sort of things that we're already seeing, it 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 it, it, can, it gets. I think it's going to become big. AR, I think, is the connecting aspect of it that's going to even be even the, the smarter part. Not right, so much right. the, VR, the VR aspects, the AR aspects. Yeah, but these are still early days. I I don't think it's. I mean, it's going to take a while. So VR would be then more like games and fun stuff, Marketing. and AR more is like how do you augment reality like how do you enhance awesome. the experience enhance the experience but also enhance experience in the sense of sophisticated projects like hospitals mm -hmm. where doctors can come in and have you know the ar aspects of a, of, of, right. of a project or whatever right in their eye that's that's i think that's going to be the killer and that's wow. going to happen yeah, yeah. now, now I, i'm not a big snapchat person um you said you did try the the glasses no, I haven't tried the glasses. Oh, you haven't tried. Are they? Yeah. Are they? Are they VR glasses no, or what? They're not. They're not. What? They're just base. They're basically glass. They're kind of. They're, they're, they have two uh, cameras on the side, from what I've seen. And Carlos Gill uh, did. He's really explained it very well. Right. And what they do is they do 10 second snippets, and they send okay. it straight to your phone, and then you have to upgrade. And it comes out circular, from what I get. Some people are complaining they wish it would come out square as opposed to the circular aspects. But Ryan, I've seen Ryan do a couple, and they look very interesting. I'm going to have to watch some of those just to check it out watch and see them, what it's them. all about. Yeah. They're hard to get. I mean, here in Europe, uh, I think in London, you're probably some, some folks that, that I met in Stamp, like Craig uh, Fox, who I met, and he's got a hand on, 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 a, on a pair. And Cost-wise, a 129. I mean, remember, I was wondering about the privacy issue behind this, but it seems that nobody cares because with Google Glass, it was a big thing. Oh, no, no you can't go out because it was pretty obvious that you had right, something. Right. People, people. With this, with these glasses, they look like regular sunglasses, and so I don't <laughs> think people are noticing that much. Right, right. So let's talk in the time we have left a little bit about uh, Casa Casey and and what what are the the big uh, you know, most popular places for people who discover you through the website and become interested. What are, are some of the top places that um, you recommend that they visit if they're in, if they're in Italy. Italy, if they're coming to your your neck of the woods, so to speak? First of all, they have to first of all, they have to pass by our place and have a glass of wine with us. I mean, that's an open <laughs> invitation to everybody here. Everybody knows that I keep inviting everybody. Say, like, oh, I'll come in next year. I'll be by. <laughs> I had like two or three people show. Well, Mia Voss showed up and she she stayed with us for a week. Uh, oh, Chef Dennis, awesome. Chef Dennis promised that next year he's coming, so I, I'm going to hold him to that. But no, the, I think uh, my favorites are always been Venice. I'm a big Venice mm -hmm. fan. Rome is fantastic. Florence, Siena, and I like the West Coast where I spend a lot of time because my my mother-in-law lives in Camogli which mm -hmm. is close to Genova because I go down once a week to, I'm an architect. I, I also consult for a company that designs cruise ships. 
not too many people know this. <laughs> and so I go week tomorrow morning at seven, I got to catch a train and go down to Genova. And I'm usually down there two days a week. And uh, I stay in Camoya, which is a beautiful place right by Portofino. Another yeah. favorite place. And uh, yeah, I mean, that we, we try to show these sort of things. My wife likes to go off the beaten path a little bit. She doesn't mm -hmm. want to go. So we do a lot of that on the website too. We show people different places that, you know, that they, or different secrets of Milan or different other locations that they're not aware of. And then my wife has done a, on the website, she does some cooking too, but you know, and I'm dying for her right. to do some more, but she's like, <laughs> she's a great cook and she's really good on, on when she explains the films, we did a risotto recently on right. one of our last ones, but she says, I don't want to be stuck in the kitchen teaching people how to cook. And I said, <laughs> <laughs> but she but she wrote a cookbook which is very interesting because she wrote a cookbook uh which we are we just promoted on our last news last newsletter it's also available as an ipad app it's uh you can find it at eatingheart.com so mm -hmm. if anybody's interested in getting you know taking a look at it it's very it's a very nice cookbook because it's not so much cook, cook uh, uh, just cooking but there's a story behind every recipe of people in her life, of people she's worked with in, in, in the fashion, and, and it is somehow related to food. Right. So it's, it's, very, it's very, very nice. So that's part mm -hmm. of also, that's how we got involved with Casa because she first did the cookbook. Mm -hmm. And then she's, and then it was self published. And she said, you know what? We, you know, and I said, well, we love this country so much. Why don't we just do a nice blog about Italy? Right, right. And Jen we've been knows. going at it for two years and love it. <laughs> Jen Nelson, who hosts uh, the Wine Antics show and and uh, so does wine uh, programming, she says she wants your life. <laughs> well, she's welcome to have it. <laughs> now, I'm, I have to tell you, Ross. I I mean I mean I'm 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 very happy about. I'm a U.S. citizen. I miss my friends in the states. Right. I miss egg. This time of the year, I miss eggnog a lot. Mm -hmm. In fact, Lee today was saying, oh, you can make a recipe yourself. And I go, no, I, I miss eggnog. I missed, I do miss a lot of things about the States, but in the last, I've been living here for 24 years in this country is fantastic. The pace of wow. life, the way of life, you work hard, you play hard, but there's a lot of great things. And I, I see Sabina Cadini is here tonight watching and she's from Milan. Now she lives in San Diego and we become close friends and, right. and, uh, she, I mean, she knows what I'm talking about. I mean, as much as, you know, I, I love I, my, my years in the States were great. I, I miss it. I miss a lot of things about it. But uh, this country has so much to offer. That's awesome. How long? I mean, eventually I am going to make a trip to Italy. How long do you think somebody on their, their first trip should plan to stay so that they can? My, my ideal know, time is 10 to 15 days, minimum 10 you know, I, I, I remember one thing about the States is that whenever I had, I had to take a vacation, it's like, you only get one week. And I was like, what do you mean? Right, right. I can't. You know, well, maybe you can accumulate 10 days in two years. And so once I moved over here, it's kind of like, you know, August, August is a holiday. It's three, right. two weeks in Christmas. It's a different pace. But mm -hmm. uh, I know that people cannot afford so much time. So if you have roughly 10 days, that's a good time. You could do so, that. You can do it, but don't do a crazy hopping around five cities, and because then you right, you, right. You, you you get back wrecked. I would stick to, I mean, as much as I love Milan, I profess a lot about Milan as a great. I love it. There's mm -hmm. 
that are probably, you know, I mean, Venice is huge and Rome, Rome is, is, Rome is, is, you need to go to Rome. I mean, and Rome how far, is, how far are you from Venice? Uh, I'm roughly three and a half hours hmm. by train. And now there's this well, one great thing about Italy is that there's a super fast train from Milan to, to Rome. Right. It's, just, it's like the GGV and it goes, it does it in three and a half hours. Milan, Rome. Oh. If you drive there, it's six hours. So, <laughs> And when when's the best times of year to to visit? Spring, fall. Spring, fall. August. Most people can only afford to take time off and come in August. August is really crowded. Right. It's really, right. I mean, because everybody goes on holidays. So if you go to the beach, to the coast in, in in Liguria, it's packed with people. The mountains are still always quite empty. Not to you know. The, the, but if you go to the main big cities in August, it, and it's and it gets to be very hot. But you know. It right, right. On how, when people can, but I would highly recommend spring and fall. Those are the best times. April is ideal. Sabrina says she misses Milan and that Tuscany and Umbria are her favorites. Yeah. Well, well, Sabrina's supposed to come relatively soon to Milan, and I, I'm hoping to get to meet her in real life because we've always met via video or via right, right. chatting. That's awesome. And, Thank you so much, uh, Nazim. Um, if there's anything I can do, uh, if you're in New York, whatever, definitely say hello. I will definitely. I have a lot of folks. I, I'm due for a trip in New York next year, so I think that that's going to be oh, reality. Awesome. And, and a lot of people already know about it, so they're already like, oh, you got to come by. And so I'm going to meet them. I'll also see I want to say hello to most of the folks. Carl's Phoenix, sure. uh, Phoenix is here. Sabrina. Who else did I miss? Let me see. Ah, let's see who was here. I'm very happy that people showed up and, and watched the show. We were super happy. Um, Anna's here. Anna, Anna, Anna's here. here. Yeah, yeah. Who I met Terry, on Black. Terry Johnson, Patricia Murray. Jen Nelson. Patricia Murray. Hey, Patricia, how you doing? David Vaughan is here. Oh, great. Brad, Kevin, great to see everybody here. And 58 more. Wow. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you bring the crowds, Nazim. Thank you so much again for for joining us, and uh, it, it's always fun to have you on. I'm sure we'll 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 do more shows together, and uh, like I said, Ross, I hope we we can meet uh, when you're in the New York area. Or... Ross, a huge pleasure to stay up till one in the morning to join your show. <laughs> oh, thank you. Now now get some sleep. <laughs> Don't be so crazy. <laughs> have a you, great buddy. night. Have a great night and uh, Merry Christmas to everybody. Happy holidays. Yeah, to happy everybody. holidays. Merry Christmas, Nazim. A little early, but yeah. Yeah. Take care. Have everybody. a great night. Take Thanks. care.